I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mirror man, mirror man. You twist and turn my mind until I don't know who I am. Mirror man. Good morning and welcome to a new edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. I'm joined by Matt Candela live from the Hamptons. How are you doing, Matt Candela? Oh, I'm very good, mate. Very good. Excited to get this chance to spend some time with you. I give you, uh, I just want to talk about this before we get into it, but I've been having looping problems for the last year and everyone thinks, oh, he's just he's doing it on purpose. They've changed the UX on the tool that we use. They've changed the loop button. They've changed it. So they must have got some feedback that the loop button is causing all sorts of problems because they've changed the button. The button is just as confusing. It now goes from light gray to white. But just just to, just to show you, StreamYard are taking this problem seriously, Matt. It must be happening to other podcasters around the world. Um, I thank the audience once again for uh, being so kind to me uh, through some of these technical difficulties, but it is a big problem. I think the loopers are behind this. That that crazy those crazy loopers, those you know? crazy loopers, yeah. They they're trying to make it more confusing, so they get more loops. Like addicts, they're addicts. The beginning, the beginning of these podcasts is getting quite, uh, yeah, quite confusing. I was confused the other day when I was talking to Johnny about the backgrounds and all of that sort of stuff in his house, and people seemed to find it quite funny. But I, I had no idea what he was talking about. I was enjoying that the symbolism uh, conversation that he had at the start of the the last podcast. It was very good, very yeah. entertaining. Very ent- oh. not not as entertaining as the meat of the podcast though, because we've just got so much to talk about every single day, Matt. Oh. What have you made of the, the this the, these last few days? It's like every, every, something crazy is happening every other day. It's like a scripted reality TV show, Matt. Yeah, but with no like no real negative turns. It's all just like positive news piling on top of positive. I'm waiting for waiting for the come down. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We haven't had any bad news yet. I think the I, my guess, and we'll talk about it in this podcast, bad news is probably going to come in the striker department. I think. I think that's where some disappointment is going to come. But other but than how? that, like, how's it going to come? I well, think. I think a lot of people 
uh, very attached to people get more attached to players they don't know much about than players they do. And I think the people keep on telling me that Balogun is the better bet than Eddie and Ketia. But I'm like, well, we've seen what Eddie, Eddie and Ketia can do. We haven't seen what Balogun can do. But Balogun's going to go. So it's I think true, isn't it? Being, it's, yeah. it's a little bit like uh, it's it's about potential more than anything. It's like whenever we get the whenever we get the chance to dream that the player we're signing might be just you know uh just the next big thing we're willing to bet on that more than we are on on local premier league talent i i agree i am a i'm 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 an eddie fan i feel like he's getting a lot of negative press at the moment i feel like he's always getting negative press do you think we'll ever see a time where eddie and ketia is rated by the arsenal faithful doesn't seem like it i mean granite jack had turned it around i think eddie like eddie needs to have a uh, a 17 goal season and then he will be accepted I think, he, uh, I think he did really well when he came into the side last year. I don't think we missed him that much. But Balogun having this big, fancy, flashy season in France has made people believe that that, that form is going to instantly transfer into the Premier League. I'm not Do you know so what sure I'd say? That. Do you know what I'd say? Because I'm on a lot of WhatsApp groups and everyone's saying, Sir Eddie, get Balogun his chance. And yeah. I, I've just got a very, very simple two-word response. Alex Lacazette. Alex Lacazette. I mean, it's fair. Um, the guy, the guy that had about two shots every six games, is running Mbappe to the finish line. Yeah, he could not hit a barn door, Alex Lacazette, and then suddenly twenty goals in league, league, league. Uh, uh, aka the Farmers League. Yeah, did a did League One drop out of the? Uh, the the table. Did you see the reworking of the tables? The top leagues in the world. Did you see the reworking of that? I didn't see it. Is uh, is Saudi is is the Saudi league higher than league on now? Saudi's Saudi's up there. Saudi, Saudi's number two now. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Saudi's number one. Premier League number two. Yeah, what's it? It's a uh, league. Uh, well, I'm going to look that up. I need one of those Joe Rogan like internet assistants. Uh, soccer league world rankings. What happened to it? Yeah, it's like the, the power rankings. I think that uh, the Dutch league has jumped this year. Where is it? Uh, yeah, I think I think the Dutch league uh, has jumped above the French league now, and I think the Italian league is not doing very well. Or maybe the Italian league has dropped up to third now. Ooh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find that. I'll find that a little bit later on and we can have a chat, Matt. But we've got some real Arsenal things to talk about. But you know the routine, Matt, before we get into that. Uh, we'd love to do a little section called... Hottest of Takes. Hottest of Takes. Three Hottest of Takes. The AOP Hottest of Takes. Make it spicy. Matt Candela, I haven't been on a podcast with you for a very long time. I feel like you're going to have to hit me with an extra spicy hot take just to make up for the lost time. Uh, Matt Candela, what's your Hottest of Takes this week? Um, my hottest takes is um, really, really, really excited about the departure of Steve Round. Um, we're all fixated about um, players, and obviously, players are such an important part of um, any football club, at least sort of from an optics standpoint. But I think when you are thinking about improving players, coaching players, two of the things that are the reasons why we love Mikel Arteta so much, you've got to start looking at the backroom staff and how we can improve that. I don't know about you, but I was quite uninspired by Steve Round and his pedigree when he arrived at the club. Um, I was thinking, hey, is this the kind of progressive thinker, the kind of challenger 
that we want alongside Mikel Arteta. And what I love about it, this sort of um, ruthlessness behind the scenes, it seems, you know, mutual consent is the last words that anyone wants to hear. or It's the final words that people hear before the axe finally falls and slits their throat. But um, I feel like um, it gave me, it really reminded me of Alex Ferguson. Because Alex Ferguson used to um, rotate through assistant managers in a way that allowed him to keep his ideas fresh. Um, and it wasn't necessarily sort of someone trying to, um, you know, challenge him, but it was more just the influx of new ideas. And I think one of the reasons why Austin Wenger became stale was that he never really followed the same. You know, he had sort of Primorak, he had Steve Bold, but there was never any rotation, never any freshness. And I love the fact that Arteta is bringing some freshness into the backroom staff who's going to be forced to um, by this decision. I, I don't believe he'd be doing it if he didn't have a replacement lined up. And um, and I'm just excited that, you know, he's constantly looking to innovate, bring new ideas. So um, I'm really, really excited about what that brings in terms of, uh, in terms of you know, improving the current uh, crop of players we've got. I love that you're a, you're a man that loves the savagery of Mikel Arteta. Absolutely ruthless behavior. Poor Steve Round. Um, he had a good run, but yeah, I agree with it. The The pedigree wasn't exactly where I thought it was going to be. Sounded like he was brought in more as a father figure for the first few seasons, but I don't think he really added to the technical excellence uh, that Mikel Arteta has. Um, but yeah, RIP Steve Round. That was a basically a whole section um, that I had lined up that you've just chalked off. I do think... Um, I do, maybe before I get into my hottest of takes, I do, do want to run this by you. My, so firstly, it's an interesting leadership style um, when you're like, I'm just going to murder someone to show to show the cattle who's who's the top farmer. Uh, it's you know very Mourinho, very uh, Alex Ferguson. The question that I was wondering is like, what what problem is he answering here? Like what? What? What is he looking for? Did Did he do it for shock and awe? Because we know that that can be a managerial strategy. Or did he do it because he wants something extra, something a little bit special in the dressing room? Is it an older head to manage the Champions League because he doesn't have much experience in the Champions League? Is it? Does he need? You know, I, I don't think Steve Ram was the most popular uh, figures at the training ground. Does he need? Does he need a vibes guy? Arteta is quite strict. I think, um, you know, you hear the stories of, you know, what would Arteta say uh, to you if you behave like that, you know, from other coaching staff? Do you think, um, what, what do you think Mikel Arteta is looking for? Because the rumours are that we're going to chase down Santi Cazorla. Santi Cazorla has been sniffing around Arsenal for the last year. Fans absolutely adore him. Players absolutely adore him. But he has no coaching pedigree that we know of. And Arteta surely can't know of his coaching pedigree because he hasn't, hasn't worked with him in that format. So what what do you think Arteta is looking for and what do you think he should be looking for as we head into the next phase of the project? Yeah, I've been giving it some thought and this this is my take, right? Um, I think that Steve Round came in uh, 2019 and, you know, we're now sitting here in 2023. A lot has happened. The world the world has changed. We had COVID, we had all these things. We've had a complete reimagination of the whole football club. And I think that we had a season where we came pretty close to winning the league, didn't get didn't get it over the line in the end. But ultimately, what it's going to take now is an absolutely 
superhuman effort to just go again and start this whole new chapter. And I wonder whether he's looking at someone like Steve Round, who when you've been in any job for years and you're not actually the ultimate person of responsibility, especially when you've had the type of career that Steve Round's had, you know, he's, he's had a long career, he's had a good career. But I think Mikel Arteta needs people who are going to bring the same level of intensity every single day as he does. And I just wonder whether Steve Round, after four years, four years of doing it, had not just become ever so... And, and you know, all that time with Mikel Arteta, could you become, if you're a bit more of an older head and established head, a little bit jaded with the same Mikel Arteta, Arteta-isms? In the same way that maybe a Carlos Cuesta, who's still young and um, and 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 has, has that sort of innate hunger, is maybe maybe like questions doesn't question it as much. But I wonder if Steve Round ultimately is like, here we go again. You know, it's all quite a little bit exhausting, and so I wonder whether this is actually about finding just new, fresh intensity to breathe in to um, the backroom team because I think that. Um, he may well have looked at everything and gone, we need to go again harder than ever. And we can't have anyone who feels even the slightest bit jaded. And so I wonder whether it's about like energy, it's about intensity, it's about freshness, it's about new ways of thinking. Um, that's that, that's my, my, my two pennies worth based on zero facts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, could, I could buy into that. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested. You know, what sort of a, you know, Arteta. They talk about the Arteta power share, but Arteta, Arteta's running the show uh, at Arsenal. I think that 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 much is clear. I just and Arteta generally surrounds himself with a lot of very young coaches. You know, Carlos Cuesta looks about 24 years old because he's not far off being 24 years old. I think that's quite unique amongst coaches in the Premier League. But whatever he's doing seems to have worked. Uh, signing up-and-comers works for him in the same way the senior players didn't work for Mikel Arteta, but youngsters did. Do you um, do you think that bringing in Santi Cazorla is more his kind of move? Like, do, do you think bringing in a friend is a, is a vibe? Do you think maybe Mikel Arteta is like Santi Cazorla could be, to me, what I was to Pep? Do you think that maybe that could be the vibe? Like, what? I mean, the the rumor's strong, right? Look, I think that you're looking for a few things, and I'm only going on my own experience of of running a business and bringing people into the business, which is um, people get jaded and people get tired, and you need to find new people who can bring new positivity and new energy to a situation. The other thing that happens over periods of time is people tend to develop. Um, relationships with you know other people in that organization Um, and what you need is you need an ally who is just like devastatingly loyal to you and so I think that whoever he's going to look to bring in is going to be someone who will who will die for Mikel Arteta absolutely that could be Santi Cazorla Um, you know but ultimately I think he's also looking for a football brain and um, maybe because all of that, I think it's really hard because it's quite easy to equate like brilliant play on a pitch with being tactically adept or being a student of the game. We actually have no real idea whether someone who is very talented on the pitch can become a good coach because there's so many other nuances around communication, relationships with players, the way that they see the game, all of those sorts of things. So 
for us to try and judge Santi Cazorla's ability as a coach is basically impossible. Um, you but know, we can judge the man. We, we, we can judge. The, we can judge the man. Yeah, but his. I mean, in, in, interestingly, what we always heard about him as a player was just what a great person he was. We didn't yeah. necessarily hear, oh, he sees the game in a different way. Uh, and that's because we weren't asking those questions. So, you know, I'm, I'm wary of positioning Santi Cazorla as the answer. I'm wary of su suggesting this is all the Santi Cazorla play. I'm more interested in why, did, why is Steve Round no longer there and what could the role of the new coach be? But... I think it's I think it's I think it's super exciting because I think it is, yeah. You looked at Steve promotion. Could there be a promotion as well? Santi Cazorla, I don't think, has his coaching badges. Yeah, I think I think Santi is a bit of a red herring. But I do think that Steve Round was he was clearly someone who Arteta trusted enormously when he came in, but um I'm 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 just excited. I prefer looking at it th through the lens, like I said, in the hottest of takes around Alex Ferguson, which is you cannot constantly be improving and iterating without surrounding surrounding yourself with new, fresh ideas. And so I see my positive way of looking at this is that this is a vehicle to introduce new, innovative ideas into the coaching staff when maybe um, the lack of ideas from anyone other than Mikel Arteta was frustrating him. I wonder whether he's thinking to himself, why am I the one coming up with all the ideas I want, which often happens in a business. I want other people to be coming up. I want other people to be saying that I've seen this way of thinking and I want us to introduce this. Um, and so maybe that's what he's looking a bit more for because I don't think anyone's thinking about Steve Round, well, you've got a really innovative thinker in sport, um, whereas maybe that's what we need a bit more of now that Arteta's really grounded himself and is, you know, three or four years into a full-time coaching. Um, it would be interesting to, like, I would love to know what what sort of a, a leader Arteta is. Is he, he feels like a bit of a one-man force of nature, um, even though he speaks, very, you know, uh, in, in very collaborative terms. Be very interested to see, you know, are the, are the younger coaches challenging him behind the scenes? I mean, well, Arteta's made the same mistakes two seasons running, so it would indicate that there hasn't been a lot of challenge going on if, you, if you're making the same mistakes. Or does he want to evolve? Because, you know, well, to be the best, you do need to be challenged, right? Well, I'd say this. I'd say, does Guardiola appear to be one of the most single-minded coaches on the planet? Yes, he does. I don't, I don't think so. No, no, no. I, I, I would say uh, Guardiola does get challenged. You know, he has older, you know, he, he had Arteta as a younger assistant and you could see them debating hardcore on the touchline. Then he um, then he had uh, Rodolfo Borello, I think his name is. He was a, a much older assistant. I think he's uh, he, he had an older assistant at Barcelona. Uh, forget his name. Uh, Vicente. Um, I'll, I'll figure that out. The the guy that got throat cancer. Um so I, I think I think he does challenge no one, himself. No one can say that guy's name. Don't worry. No. So so I I actually think that uh, that Guardiola feels less like a, a force of nature. Maybe maybe. In that sense. But, yeah, but I, I'm, 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 I'm I'm guessing I might be totally maybe, maybe totally you're right. I guess, but I guess that when you hear about John Stones turning into this new libero plus, you know, defender, central defender that steps into midfield your sense is that this was Guardiola's idea and impetus behind that decision. It's certainly not a, oh, well, I got this was suggested to me and I 
we've been trying it out in training it it certainly feels like which is part of leadership it's like you t when it when it goes right you get the credit and when it goes wrong you're the you're the you're you're in the wrong so yeah have you got a fire alarm going off or is that me no i think it might be you oh really so dear um <laughs> All right. Well, we think I'm going to do. I'm going to do my yeah, hottest. Really, of take. Eighteen minutes in, and we haven't. Well, done eighteen anything. minutes in. All right. My hottest of take this week. I think the the way that Arsenal have taken on this transfer window feels all out pure leadership. Uh, it's genius. Arsenal have locked down their big three transfers. We've got a right back sorted. Uh, we've got a six, and we've got an eight. We've done our big business. Two hundred million spent. That puts the owners back on all of the other clubs who are going to have to scramble over the next few weeks. Arteta gets all his time with these players. And now it's like a, a sit back, bust open a, a beer, have a cigar, and then wait for offers to come in for your players. And then we'll see who we move on. So I think that there's going to be a lot of calmness. If the squad stays exactly the same with no other movement and we head into next season, it, we're a better team. If we sell Thomas Partey and then we bring in Lavia... I don't know whether we're a better team, but I think we're a, a more balanced squad. If we get rid of Kieran Tierney and we upgrade, we're a better squad. If we get a right winger because there's a bit of surplus cash, we're a better squad. But right now, I, I feel like we can challenge for top two again, as is. Um, so I think getting business done early has been absolutely masterful. Um, it, it's almost never happened. And I think that we're going to reap the rewards. We've got a fairly easy start. First three games are very winnable. Then you play Man United and you fancy us against them. Get off to a good start and everything's going to go really well. And just the fact that we've got all of those players ready for preseason just gets me really excited, Matt. I think that um, Edu, Richard Garlic, Vinay, Arteta, they have played an absolute transfer window masterclass. And we've still got, what, six, seven weeks left of the window? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I agree. I agree. Difficult not to agree. Um, things can change quickly, and I do think that um, we've, got to, we've got to show how we can sell, but we've also got to make sure that we fill the gaps. So I think we have to sell Kieran Tierney this, year, this this summer. We really, really have to do that. And the reason for that is because 
I think that his value will disintegrate under Arteta if we don't, because I don't think he's going to get enough game time. I think he'll be firmly second choice. I think his performances will dip. And this is the last window where we can get sort of 35 million, around 35 million for him. You know, um, but if we sell him, we have to buy another left back. You can't have Kiwior and Zinchenko sharing the left back berth because um, Zinchenko can't play more than 25 games. Um, and Kiwior is not good enough to play 10 crucial games at left back. So, you know, there's still some work to do. Um, I expect to see more uh, ins and outs. But yeah, absolutely chuffed by, uh, by how it's all going. Lovely. Well, I want to move. I want to move on to to this topic because I think that this is uh, a telling strategic uh, shift for Arsenal. Um, the title of this section: We want to keep him, uh, Flo Balogun. We want to keep him, Kieran Tierney. We want to keep him, Granite Xhaka. Last week, we want to keep him, plus an astronomical fee that they put next to these names. It is. It's it's slightly nuanced, but I think Edu has realised the error of his ways. He can't sell players. And I don't know whether you've noticed, but uh, stories slink into the press and it's like uh, Flo Balogun, not 35 million, we want 50. Kieran Tierney, we want 50. And we want to keep all of these players. It's like, it's a subtle messaging that Arsenal don't need to sell players to survive. You remember a few years ago when it was like, we have to sell to buy and then we couldn't sell any players? I feel like this summer, there is a slight shift in the language and we've got a new head of PR at the moment. Um, there's a slight shift in the language that says, at Balogun, if you want him, it's 50 million. I don't know whether we're going to get 50 million for him, but it's noticeable that, um, that, we're, that we're moving ahead with new language. And I wonder whether it's going to reap some rewards. Matt, what do you think about this? Um, Balogun's 50 million pound price tag is an offer. It's a, it's a starting price. Um, do you think that Arsenal are trying to change up how they use media um, to manipulate clubs into signing their their precious precious players, I think we're acting a bit more streetwise across the board. So so I see that. Um, so yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna wait and see. I actually see, see uh, but I've, I've actually like when I, when I first saw the banner, we want to keep him. I was thinking about it another way actually, which is all these people in my group chats who are saying. Oh, but we shouldn't have let Xhaka go. Oh, but I really want Kieran Tierney to stay. Why has Balogun got to go? And I've just been going back to all of them and going, part of being an elite football club is selling players and getting money for them and getting value for them. And we can't be a club that complains about never getting any money for our players and then complain every time we sell a player. And so um, I think that we're doing absolutely the right thing, but we really, really have to sell some key players this summer. I think I want to sell Tierney. I want to sell Balogun, and I'm up for sending party if we can bring in the right player. And I'm just looking at the examples of Liverpool. You know, Liverpool sold Mane. Uh, Manchester City sold Gabby Jesus and Zinchenko. You know, you have to sell players who are still very, very useful and are good to have around in terms of squad building. And I think the only lens you can look at it through is, have we got a better upgrade? Have we got a better replacement? Yeah, it's fine to let Gabby Jesus go because we've got Haaland. Yeah, it's fine to let Zinchenko go because we've got Cancela. Yeah, it's fine to let Mane go because we think we've got an adequate replacement in Diaz. Um, and so that's the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at, um, you know, we've got to be looking at these players and going, yeah, it's, it's fine to let Xhaka go. We've got Declan Rice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. You People can't. are saying, oh, I don't think our midfield's any better than it was last year. Are you f- 
Are you kidding me? Are but I mean, me? and then also you look at it and you go, if if our if our net spend is is ends up being a hundred million or so, and we end up massively upgrading, then that's great. I do have reservations about letting Party and Xhaka go in the same season because that feels like you're ripping up the engine room of a really really successful season in one go. And especially if we get Lavia, because I'm like Lavia would benefit enormously from uh, seeing Thomas Party up close and personal. Um, but yeah, agree, I agree with you. And it, the it's the same with the kids. Like that's I, I, I was bracing myself that when Eri was going to go, that he stayed. But at some point, some hot kid was going to go to Dortmund, smash it up, and end up coming back for sixty million. That's just nature of the beast when you've got yes. all your positions filled with top players. Well, everyone goes. I love they love it when they go. Oh, Chelsea, Mo Salah, Kevin De Bruyne. You know uh, what a mess. It's like yeah, they won two Champions Leagues. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, like like it's like that's that's part <laughs> they weren't even kids. <laughs> they weren't even kids when they were there. That's Lukaku that's, as well. That's, that's part of the journey, and and I think the best thing that could ever have happened to us, Amari Hutchinson, left. Man, might go loan to Reading, and he has become a case study in what happens when you chase after a bit of extra money early on in your career, rather than looking at the right level of career progression. And you know that was that was amateur hour from his age. I mean, if he's still with the same agent, I mean, hey, unbelievable. Hello. Got totally binned off. All right, okay. Granite Jacker out twenty one and a half million pounds. Um, a little bit too much like, oh, love you, Granny. I'm so sorry for the time I was mean. bit embarrassing um, from a lot of the fan base. But you've got to say, Granit Xhaka, he turned it around better than any player. And he had a wonderful last season. 21.5 million for a 30-year-old. Seems like good business to me, Matt. What do you think? And he got a five-year deal. He got a five-year deal or a four? Five-year deal, I think. Unbelievable. Um, great for him. Uh, congrats. I just look at this and I just go, we're going to miss him. But there is absolutely no way he has a better season next year than he did this year. This was this was peak Xhaka. Unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, it's the timing's right. It all worked out. I think that um, this is this is an example of a deal that just feels perfectly balanced and that it's just great for everyone. It's great for Xhaka. It's great for Arsenal. He's 30 years old. Um, you wait another year, basically, you give, you, you, he's going for free. Um, and um, and at Arsenal, he's always going to be. You know, we shouldn't be giving deals over thirty. We've just been burnt so often. So, love this deal. Love the fact that we replaced Granite Xhaka with Declan Rice. That's 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 what we did. It's not Thomas Pye. We replaced we replaced him with Declan Rice in 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 my mind. Um, so just just absolutely delighted with that one. I am too. I I, I like Granite Xhaka. I think he's been a top professional. I'm not calling him a legend. No, I, I cannot. I cannot call him a legend. Too much, uh, too much bad blood um, that went on through there. But I will say um, what he did over la the last few seasons, particularly under Mikel Arteta. Thought he showed great leadership skills. Thought he was a, a true professional all of the time under Mikel Arteta. And uh, you know, I, I would say that he mismatched with managers when Arsene Wenger signed him. Arsene Wenger did not know how to use him. I don't think Ar I don't think Arsene Wenger was advanced enough as a coach at that stage of his career to get the best out of Granite Xhaka. Unai Emery was a disaster with him, um, but Mikel Arteta got the best. And twenty one and a half million is great money. And you know, we, we do have to like. I'd rather cycle out of players when they're at their peak than wait that extra year and then it's a five million fee, or they hang on, or they get a really bad injury and blow their knee out.
Well, 30, so, we, we bought him for 35, wasn't it? We sold him yep. for basically 25, because uh, I think it was all Euros. Uh, we got some good years out of him. I think there's some recency bias. He was phenomenal last year and a bit a lot the year before. But other than that, you know, he wasn't wasn't the best at all times. Um, put him in that elite system that we've got going and he was phenomenal. But I think that system's phenomenal. So I wish him all the best. Um, I'm a fan. I like him. I think he's a great character. I think he was unfairly treated. Yeah. Um, but I also think that we there was plenty of room to upgrade and we've finally done that. And I don't think that the, you can ignore the fact that every year we've been talking about upgrading him. Yeah, and, just- and now we've upgraded him. Uh, Kai Havertz is faster. Uh, he's taller. He's more technically gifted. He's more of a big game player and he's got more output. I think we have done a tremendous tremendous deal there with Kai Havertz and right, I, just think that, I just think of that moment I think it was against City when he was almost through, we, we, we were behind it was almost through like one on one there was one defender between him and the goal and you know he just sort of just mishit the ball and it was just one of those moments where if you have a left eight with a bit more attacking nous, you're back in the game, you draw the game you don't lose the league to Man City yeah, Arteta squeezed 20% more out of Granite Xhaka of uh, not the highest of bases. I think you squeeze 20% more out of Kai Havertz. You've got a really world-class player in there. Um, all right, Matt, team doctor time. Gary O'Driscoll has exited the club. He tried to exit a couple of years ago at the start of Arteta's tenure. Arteta famously um, persuaded him to stay. He's much loved at the club. He's been with us for 14 years. He toured me around um, the training ground uh, once upon a time in 2014 or 2015 or something like that. Lovely fella. Um, has done a terrific job at Arsenal. Um, team doctor exiting, going to Man United to be closer to the family. Can you begrudge the man? No, he's uh, that's fine. Let him go. Um, and um, yeah, haven't really got much, much, much more to say. He's certainly not, uh, not, hasn't won a place in my heart in the same way as Colin Lewin, Gary Lewin. Arsenal legends. Um, I think once you've asked to get out once, then second time is, you ask, it's is like, that right. because we've had a Lewin on the podcast? And Gary never came on. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. I think. Um, but I think once you once you try to leave once and then you try again, it's just like, all right, mate, fuck off. <laughs> you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a savage. I like the man. I think he did a brilliant job. Great ambassador for the club. Anybody that does 14 years at club. I'm being harsh. I'm being harsh. Good luck to him. I mean, gonna what gonna 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 be team doctor for Man United though. Yeah. I mean, what we're, we're supposed to all sit around and clap you off and thank you. Oh, right. yeah. Let's keep this positive. Let's keep this positive. All right, Matt. Uh, some positive news. Um, and who's going to do the medicals now? Uh, Gary's gone. Uh, Declan. Did he give you any tips when you were doing the walk around? Maybe you can fly and do the medicals. Yeah, don't don't play football, Pete. You're you're an embarrassment. You're an athletic embarrassment. He said to me, off the record, of course. Um, Declan Rice and Jury and Timber are having medicals. I think uh, Timber was yesterday. Declan's today. Uh, Jack Whitehall has put up a post saying that he's at a wedding. He's enjoying the procession, waiting for news about Declan's medical to come out. And Declan Rice liked the post. So he absolutely confirmed that he was in there getting the full treatment today. Matt, these two deals, um, how do they rank for you uh, in terms of importance and prestige? And how excited are you to have them at that club? 
the Declan Rice deal is is just is huge. I think it's the biggest signing since Sol Campbell. It feels, like, it feels like a Sol Campbell esque signing. Just having that done, the status of the player, what it means. It shows we're back. The fancy years are officially over. We could just put a fucking bow on it and just ignore. You know, just put it to one side and almost almost laugh at it now. It's not painful anymore. It's funny. Um, you know, so so just obviously delighted with that. I love this timber deal. I love the money involved. I love the player involved. I read some insane quotes by Van Basten where he's basically saying this is why uh, Delict is uh, it can't get in the team and how everything for Holland runs through timber. It's like and forty million. It's a steal. It's an absolute steal. It's the same price as Mudrick's left foot. Uh, so uh, yeah, I love it. I love I love these deals. I love them. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Declan Rice, just what a monstrously huge deal. Quite crazy to see how badly West Ham fans are taking this. When they're like, why would you make a sidestep? Guys, sidestep Arsenal to West Ham. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? I think Declan Rice well, is going to be... Yeah, they don't realise the banter years are over. Well, I was going to ask that. Um, the banter years are over. Like, is there, There's only one player left from the banter years now, right? Rob Holding. Rob Holding, Rob Holding, yeah. And Rob Holding will be out by the end of the summer. That Will that be every single signing Arsene Wenger touched will be out the door then, basically? I think so. I, 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 I think you know, saying. Did you see people like saying, oh, Arsene Wenger tried to sign Declan Rice? I'm like, come on. When At what point do we stop giving credit for every single player that existed? What point do we stop giving credit they're to Arsene Wenger? Right? They're building the statue. They've, right, they've yeah. asked... Did they ask you to the? Uh, have they sent you an invitation for the unveiling? Oh no, no! I'm on Arsenal's. I'm, I'm on Arsenal's blacklist. I'm on Arsenal's blacklist. They don't invite me to anything. I that would be a special one. Yeah, uh, listen, I, 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 I was not enough people give me credit for being absolutely 100% bang on correct about Arsene Wenger at the time. A lot of a lot of Arsenal influencers painfully wrong. For so long, they don't get any criticism because they were positive about him taking us down the toilet. Um, but what you cannot deny about Mr. Wenger is he was an absolute legend, changed the direction of the club, brought us some of the most special moments. He was everything. He was a, a scout, a coach, an ambassador, uh, one of the most interesting people to listen to in press conferences, even during the banter years. Um, but he just stayed on too long. He should have gone in like 2013, 2014, I think. Um, but but he, de- he deserves a statue. I just don't like... Do you do you like giving statues to people that's still alive? Isn't it a bit weird? You don't I care? Like they get to turn up and they get to be there. I think it's quite nice. I don't think it's about a... Uh, I don't think it's it's marking the life of. I think it's marking the achievement of. And I, and I sort of prefer that. It feels a bit more modern. But um, I've got a question for you. Yes. So, you know, it's a bit like, you know, when they then these like periods of time get named, like the Renaissance age or yeah. <laughs> uh, when we look back at the Banty years, what do we think it is? Do we think it's like 2010 to 2020 or 2021? Or do we think it's like 2013 to 2022? Like we'll look back and go, when did they, when did they, when did they formally start and, 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 an end, 20, you think? maybe like maybe 2015 that summer where we did. Yeah. I mean, I think Arsene Wenger should have yeah. gone before 2015, but that summer when Arsene Wenger didn't sign a single outfield player and just signed Petacek, that was yeah. kind of like, oh, we're we're, we're going was, we're going to go through some stuff, and then we lost that. the Premier League to Leicester. 
Yeah, that was that was banter. That was banter. That, that was that was banter. It was all like yeah, the, the great banter years, the great disruption, and then and then and then Raúl Sinelli came in, and then we see the United Emery two shots to Watford and uh, things like that. Yeah, you, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a controversial end date for the banter years. I'm gonna say I think the end of the banter years, the official end of the banter years, was. Uh, that New Year's New Year's Day 2021, uh, that, Chelsea. That, that Man City game where we lost. Oh, because that for me was oh, the one with the Jack uh, penalty. Yeah, that was for me the one where you were like, "Oh, I get it." I like like there'd been some decent sporadic performances, but we that was like the first time we really saw the this like the first version of this current iteration in my mind. I I was thinking, wasn't that twenty? Wasn't that twenty two? Yes, wasn't it was. tw- uh, yeah? No, you're right. It was twenty two. I think it was twenty two because I was at that game. Um, yeah. I think twenty twenty one was, uh, or, or maybe it was twenty twenty. Was it Boxing Day twenty twenty when Emil Smith Rowe made yeah, the debut against Chelsea? Wasn't. Was that really the end? Because there was still. I, I think I think the banter years ended then because at that moment Arteta realised that the the path to the future was not Ooh. William, it was not senior players, it was young, hungry, dynamic players. Then that January we went out and we pivoted and we signed like Martin Erdegaard on loan, and it just felt like every everything clicked after that. Arteta realised his skill set was coaching. Older players didn't give a shit about what he had to say. And the way that he was going to get Arsenal back to the top was signing the best of uh, the, the young players around Europe. I like but I, I think the turning point, uh, the turning point when I realised Arteta is going to win a Premier League was sitting in the stands for that game. That was one of the best losses I've ever sat in uh, at home. Yeah. Brilliant. I think you just judge it by how you feel. And it felt like a win, even though we lost. But I think it's interesting, like, you know, a lot of, you know, Man United, obviously, Sir Alex Ferguson, amazing uh, dynasty. But people talk about, you know, that game where he nearly got fired and then, you know, those those turning points. And I wonder, yeah. that's why I quite like the idea of thinking about, you know, when did the Banty years, when did we formally sign off? Um, but they are, they're, they are officially behind us, even if some of our late season capitulations still feel a little bit like a relic of the past. Yeah, I just think that the I, I think that the last two seasons are more about experience of a team with huge potential than the, the, you know like the the afterglow of uh, of the banter years. I think we've gone deep, haven't we today? We have gone deep. Um, we've got the AOP AOB. Matt, you're in the Hamptons. Uh, tell me that you're not drinking uh, non-alcoholic uh, rosé and eating vegan beef or something like that back on back on the booze did six months uh felt great enormous amount of respect anyone who's going through anything you know i strongly encourage them to take a break from booze and and all of that sort of stuff but i would also say it is way more interesting and fun to be drinking sometimes not to excess not to excess but definitely feel a bit of a weight lifted <laughs> it's supposed to be the other way around, but I feel a bit of a weight lifted uh, being able to enjoy a couple of beers at the end of a hard What do you week. enjoy the most? Uh, the beers at the end of the day, a glass of rosé at the weekend, a cocktail? Like what? what what's the drink like that you miss the I like most? A, I, like a, I like a Negroni. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Negroni guy. Uh, end of the day, 
couple of couple of strong Negronis and uh, and uh, and you can really enjoy it. I'll tell you what, um, if anyone hasn't watched it yet, I've watched uh, The Bear. Have you seen The Bear? I've watched the first series. Oh, the second, second series good. Second season is is just unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, that, is a, that is one anxiety-inducing show. It is. It is. It makes so beautifully shot. But the second season is 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 unreal. Like one of the best seasons of any show I've ever seen. Uh, a lot better than the first. Although I enjoyed the first, so I strongly encourage any uh, AOP listeners to to tune in. Uh, awesome. Well, I will get that. Uh, I'm going to get that up on the TV a little bit later on and watch that, Matt. Uh, Matt, I know that you have got um, some fun things to do uh, today. You're in the Hamptons. I'm in uh, St. Louis. Got a weekend off. The team's in Toronto. I'm in LA uh, on yeah, on Monday. Going to hang out with the with the, with the folk at LAFC. I'm really excited about that. Get to go and see their uh, their incredible um, stadium and get to see our team play against one of uh, MLS greats. Are you going to you know Are you going to be in New York for the Arsenal game? I don't think so. I don't think so. I wanted a ticket, but. I, I didn't. I didn't get one. I didn't get one. I got cancelled by my own. Everybody. Everybody wanted to go to the All Star game. We got a player in the All Star game too. Roman Berkey and Tim Parker. And you're not going to support them? I. I didn't get. Like, the PR got in on that one yeah, for me. Mm. I, I, I'm also going to LA this, this week. So. Instead of worse. Ah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. watching it on the TV. I, want, I was like, listen, I don't want to go to the All Star game because I want to be doing the on the whistle for the fans of the Arsenal Opinion podcast. Actually, oh my God, can you believe it? On the whistle is almost back. I know. I'm excited. Two I'm looking weeks. forward to it. I've missed it. Three weeks, uh, maybe even sooner. Yeah, three weeks. Two weeks. I know. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we. I won't hold you up any longer, Matt. If you are on Threads, the new social media app at Matt Candela is on there at i johnny cochran is on there at lagrove is on there so get following us on there uh it seems like a, a good place to be at the moment matt i like threads i mean it's just exactly the same isn't it yeah, it's a bit better yeah a bit less, bit less gross know. than twitter a bit, yeah. bit cleaner yeah who thought how, how badly has mark zuckerberg uh, must fucked up that mark zuckerberg is now like the daddy Again, everyone's like, "Mark, you're so amazing." Elon Musk has made people like Mark Zuckerberg. Unbelievable. I want to see them. I, I want to see this cage fight that they've been promising, and then I want it to be one of those like moments, like in a PlayStation game, where the final, at the last, at the last moment, they both punch each other at exactly the same time and fall down dead, both of them. <laughs> that is a dark way to end the show, Matt. <laughs> that is a very dark way to end the show. Uh, let us know in the comments what you thought of that. Um, if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple iTunes stuff, give us a five-star review. Like, Write something nice. Don't just give us a five-star review. We did this for free. We did this for free. So leave a nice message. Um, I don't know when we'll be back. Maybe on the... Maybe on Sunday uh, for, a, for another episode because we're getting awfully close to pre-season. Um, we've got a lot of exciting pre-season games as well. Man United, Barcelona. Uh, Nuremberg, we play Nuremberg all stars. Uh, yeah, we've got MLS all stars, Man City City in the community should lots of stuff coming up. People buckle in, it's going to be an amazing season. Uh, I'm going to get the uh, music up and we're going to say ciao for now. Ciao for now, Matt. Ciao for now. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
the laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.